Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the Varopod. You're here with your hosts, with the most, yet again, myself, Mark and Owen over there, sipping on a fine glass of red. Bit of rouge. Bit of red on a Monday night. Bit of rouge to kick off the night, set the, set the mood, align the tone. It's Monday, cocksuckers. It's Monday. Get out there. Get out there and grind like you've never ground before. Oh, you want to be... Gr- like, by the end of the week, you want to be, like, Dust. sand. Yeah, yeah, sand. <laughs> you better be sand by Friday. Sand <laughs> by Friday. <laughs> that's how I approach all... That's how we all should approach professional lives, you know? Mm. Um, you know, it's not a game. It's not funny. Even though today, I had today off. I should say off. Oh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did no grinding whatsoever. Um, what have you been up to? What I've been up to, I have been up to absolutely fuck off for the past two weeks. Really? I don't think I've done anything of notice for the past two weeks. What? How's the jujitsu going? Oh, it's going good, you know. Going well. Yep. Yeah, found out how old the, some of the people are. They're kicking in my heads. How old? They're eighteen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm twice the size of them. <laughs> ah, but they—they're—they've they're, been in it for a while. They've been in the uh, game a while. They're no? good. They're good yeah, lads. Yeah. Good lads. They're cheating. Do I tell you about me? Me and my. Balls smashed in and choked out at the same time. Yeah, you're, or you're saying in Tango. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, Grim. <laughs> fucking hell. What happened? Again? So, grappling with this woman that was like half the size of me, and she's trying to. She got me from the back, so she was like giving me a hug from behind. I was a little spoon in the situation. Nice. And, nothing better. Uh, nothing better. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Side note Open secret. Open among, secret. Yeah, yeah. The, if, the little spoon superior. If you're, if you're a man and you don't like being a little spoon, you're gay. You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> it you is tops. Get rid of that toxic masculinity, bro, and just snuggle on in. It's good. It's good buzz. It really is. I love it. Oh, little spoon. So, so cozy. It's so cozy. So cozy. Oh shit! That shit rips. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting distracted. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so back to the violent little spoon. Uh, so she wraps her fucking her legs around me, around my waist, mm. and then goes to put her legs on the inside of my knees, so she's got like control over my legs. But her legs are much shorter than. No, her legs aren't much shorter. Her legs. I don't think she may realize how long my legs are. Mm. And as she went to slot her legs in between my knees, um, she may have miscalculated. And instead of hitting my knees, her heels went straight past my knees and down in between my legs, smashing me in the balls. To which I instinctively lifted my head up in pain to which she then saw her opportunity to wrap her arms around my throat Ah, and and squeeze as I crumpled to the ground tapping and then took a few seconds to recuperate oh my god after man it was like some fucked up BDSM (laughs) my balls smashed and choked (laughs) at the same time oh my god are you allowed to do that uh, no, but it was, it, was just, it was just accidental. She was like, oh, sorry. I was like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she kept going. <laughs> she kept going. <laughs> I don't think she realized oh, in, right. in the moment. It was like, oh. And they just instinctually just choke, yeah. a, choke a bitch out. Going for the balls. That's not fair. Like, oh, man. That's so bad. Eh? Yeah, not a, not a buzz, but it's going good besides that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right, good. So, I was telling my family about it. My mom was like, do we need to get you a cup? <laughs> a cup? I'm, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never worn a cup in my entire life. Is that... Where would you even get one? I have no idea. Some sports shop, probably. A jock strap. Amazon. I guarantee Amazon got cups. Yeah, what did they used to call them back in the day? 
you know the um you know the way the Shakespearean actors would wear these huge things around their around their waist. Oh, I have no I, idea. To accentuate the size of their like uh genitalia. I can't remember what it was called. I'm going to get really stuck on that now. I have no idea. But there's this thing that they used to wear. That's it was cock something. <laughs> it was it was pretty I'm pretty sure it was called cock something. And they used to wear it around Med Gentry and a man of high society used to wear this thing around uh, to, you know, show off. Uh, it was like the same way they'd have like the, you know, the, the discs that they'd wear around their, their, their mm. necks and like the powdered wigs and stuff. Uh, but it obviously protected them in battle as well. No way. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Interesting fact. That's very interesting. The mayor may not be true. I'll, I'll believe it. <laughs> I'll believe it, Mark. Anything that comes out of your mouth, I believe it. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I'm unquestioning everything that Mark says. I was like, I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's true. Probably, you've yet to leave me astray. It's probably an element of truth in something. Yeah, this is there's some form of truth in it. That's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what you get up to in the past two weeks? It's called a cod piece. A cod anyway, piece. Cod ah. piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so not cock piece, cod piece. But anyway, I have I've gotten up to very, very little, very little now. Winding uh, down, you know. Not much. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's getting too. It was. It actually wasn't cold at all. We got to the first December, and everyone in the house was like, "It's actually we like." accidentally converged in this kitchen and uh, we're all like some form of topless or like uh, <laughs> we're all like we're all very scantily clad and we're like it's actually not that that cold it's after getting cold in the past few days yeah no literally like 24 hours after we said that it became like it was minus one yeah and I was there in my bed I could see my breath I was like what <laughs> what do we do <laughs> What you do we do to deserve this? You, uh, it's karma, you know. You, yeah. <laughs> you we challenge. You questioned nature, and nature fought back. Yeah, we jinxed ourselves, challenged the gods, and they fought back. And now it's extremely cold, which I don't mind. I kind of like the cold, but I, I've also I I, I um, I've ordered loads of shit uh, to come in to protect me from the whatever is from coming. The elements. From the elements, yeah. I have like a fucking a huge like heating pad coming in. Um, I have loads of other shit as you well. Just have a weighted blanket, bro. I waited. Uh, yeah, I was thinking. I was. I was in Lidl earlier, and I was like, they had a big like, uh, what you call it, um, multi fiber or something uh, weighted blanket. It's twenty eight euro. I was like, in Lidl, like, there's surely a better deal there somewhere. Yeah, there's one in Mister Price up near me. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Mister Price or Guinness or something like. That yeah, because like, I think you can get one for like twenty quid. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably get one of them. But like. It's like constantly being a little spoon when you're underneath one of those. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get one. I don't have one, but I've had I've had one on me. And, oh, yeah. oh, I need one. <laughs> I need one, but it doesn't solve the problem because the t- continuous problem is always getting out of bed in <laughs> the morning. <laughs> what do you do when you get out of bed? <laughs> what do you do when you get out of bed? You're sitting there. And I used to have it so bad because one 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 season we didn't. One winter we didn't have heating, like back in school. Like mm. we did, we didn't have heating for for uh, many reasons, and. uh it was like a really cold winter as well. It was a really bad winter. Um, I remember just every day I'd like I'd have my like I'd have like three fucking blankets, three duvets like kind of on top of me. I'd be wearing like a hoodie and like half my school uniform to bed, just because like I knew I wouldn't be able to take some of it off uh, or take clothes off to put it on uh, in the morning. Uh, but I just I wake up and I just be lying there in bed, just like dreading, like not the way you dread getting out of bed normally, but like just being like I can't. It's so like I could barely put my face over the covers, mm. you know. So dramatic because we're just in Ireland. We're not fucking, you know, <laughs> Greenland or anything. <laughs> yeah, so you're in Lapland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, I can't do this. Um, and getting out of bed, it was just, it was just, it was like physically difficult. 
Um, so I'll have to get around that as well. I'm thinking of there's these things you can buy online. It's basically like um, so you know in the you know in the, the in the army and stuff they have the you know the the gunner he has he has the ammo kind of like mm-hmm. it's, it's like there's one you can get where it's just hot water bottles just like around you can pour it in and it'll like it'll it'll That's work. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Or there's one you can buy where like you can turn it on in the morning and strap it on and um, uh, plug it into the wall and it'll heat you up pretty quick and then you can get out of bed or whatever something like that. I'm gonna start, think of that. Just start sweating while you're in your bed. Yeah, you yeah. Get into the cold. Yeah, I just right. fall asleep. Well, actually, I did do something in the past two weeks. What'd you do? Got a massage. Oh. Pleasant. Where was My that? first time getting a massage. One of those dodgy massages. Buff spa, buff day spa, buff spa day, something like that. It's up near Stevens Green. Ah, all right. Why? Why not? Why not? Why not? Something to do on a Friday. <laughs> was it good? Yeah, it was good. Fuck. She really got it into my back. Mm. Could feel her at like one point going over and over. And uh, I was like, that's kind of sore. That's kind of sore. And then she like really dug into it, and I literally went, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Is that sore?" And I was like, "Yeah, but like in a good way." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You just hear Melissa going, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to get a massage. Yeah, you should get a massage, bro. Yeah, it just never comes up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not something that you ever really think about. Uh, yeah. But I was there, and I was like, you know, I wouldn't go to that spot again because it was fairly expensive. How much was it? Like it was one twenty each. Each. It's a couple. We did a couple spa. One twenty each. Mm. You got about twenty minutes, fifteen minutes in a sauna. Then you came out a forty-five minute, forty-minute massage, and you got to sit in a room afterwards and have one glass of champagne for a hundred and twenty quid. That's Stephen's Green, man. Yeah, that's Ireland. Yeah, that's Ireland. I'm sure there's other places that you can go that are. Far cheaper. Yeah, you can go to one of the spots in Parnell with the fucking blacked out windows. Yeah, and they just, you know. <laughs> you get the whole works. Yeah, you get the whole works. <laughs> <laughs> they come out happy, you know. <laughs> Everyone's always coming out of there smiling. <laughs> uh, no, that sounds amazing. I'd love to go for a massage at some point. At some point. It's maybe well it, worth it. Maybe it, that's a good Christmas idea as well. It is. How are you getting on with your, your shopping? I am basically done. Already? Yeah, basically done. I have a few more bits to get. Some, like stocking fluffers basically is the only way to describe it um, yeah I got like 20 quid left in one budget and 30 quid in the other budget and then that's it and you're sorted I'm sorted fuck it's me man relief. like the because um, I was planning on not spending that much money mm. and then somehow I've just spent like 150 quid on each person I think I spent yeah. like the goods of 500 quid 500 beans nah the goods of 400 that's that's cost of living though like everything I actually actually do feel yeah. it. I noticed that the price of milk in Lidl has, has nearly doubled in the Everything's last, the so last two months. Man. I'm not even do, I'm not even doing anything. I'm actually spending less on myself than I ever have, and yet I'm still spending more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at my. Uh, they got these stats for the for the banking app that I have. They have these new what insights. Uh, Boi. Yeah, same. So they have this. Yeah, you've probably seen like their fucking dog shit app. Yeah, their fucking Spotify rap versions. Like, here's how much money you spent. <laughs> <laughs> here's how much money you pissed down the drain this year. It's like, why are you telling me yeah, this? Don't do that. Yeah, if I want to know, it'd be good to find out. But they just didn't have it at all. They had nothing. They just basically had what money you had in your account for years. The app was terrible, absolutely terrible. And now they have a few extra features, and they're like they're shoving it in your face. It's like you spent this much money on drinking in like you know fucking uh, February and all. Here's how much money you spent on smokes, drink. Yeah. <laughs> here's how much money you just randomly took out of ATMs for no apparent reason. Yeah. Here's how much money you lost, <laughs> was stolen. 
Yeah, but I was looking at it and um, I knew I spend nearly all my fucking wages. Like, like I, I haven't been saving anything for months. It's, it's impossible. been getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, but I got like a like I had like a raise recently as well. Mm. And like to to keep up with inflation, it just it actually it seemed to have gotten worse. Like so, I actually saved less and less and less as the year went on. Um, but yeah, the price of milk used to be seventy cent for for a liter. Now it's one twenty. I'm like, bruh. Yeah, bro. you would feel that as well. No, yeah, I do feel that. Yeah, I feel because I'm getting back into my milk game as well. <laughs> milk game's back. In the milk game is back. I used to love a, a lovely pint of milk just randomly, and then I was off it for ages. But now I'm back on it. I'm like, I, I can't afford to do this. I can't do this anymore. Uh, but I have to persist. Uh, but yeah, other than that, didn't do much. We had a staff party the other, last, last Thursday. It was all right. I got my staff party next week. Yeah. Ooh, where are you going? The Woolen Mills. Yeah, very nice. Very nice, nice spot. Very yeah. nice spot. Nice yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. Um, where'd you go for yours? We went to D2. Solid. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, it was packed. It was like 1,500 people there. I was about to say, because you're a big corporate. Yeah, yeah. So. Big corporate yoke. And they had, uh, <clears throat> they, you had two free drinks. Two. Uh, $15 billion of profit last quarter. <laughs> last quarter. Not last year, last quarter. And they got two free drinks. And we got a uh, one food food voucher. Uh, I hadn't eaten a lot going into it. Uh, but I eaten a little bit because I was like maybe their selection, but they sent out a form beforehand. Were like, let us know if you're vegan, if you're, if you don't, yeah, yeah, if like your your preferences is very professional stuff. And then we showed up, and they gave us like these, um, they were just like, it was just flimsy pieces of paper that like it was nearly scrawled on, saying uh, food, one food, one drink, one drink. I got handed three of them. Um, I went over to the like the the food bar or whatever to, to collect your food. They had two choices. It, it was a bowl, which was literally like it could fill. It was about the size of your hand. It was literally about the size of your hand, and you could either have cream chicken or tikka masala. So chicken or spicy chicken, um, which is like, what if you were like, what was the point of filling out the form? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. And what was the point of even like having a food thing when it's like you're handing out prison food at the party at this corporate party for a company that made fifteen billion dollars in profit last <laughs> quarter? It was just ridiculous. Uh, but it was all right. It was yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very upset I was with the food. I was like, what the fuck? You know, giving out, you know, absolutely kicking or kicking off. No, it was grand though. Since, since, all right. It was grand. Like, yeah, I feel like I get some decent food in the Woolen Mills. So. Yeah, the Woolen Mills is nice. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's pretty better to have smaller kind of thing. Yeah. You know? I say so. But I heard TikTok had this mad, um, for their staff party, they rented out a warehouse and had like a like a theme like a masquerade ball and everything was like everything was paid for and it was all like high class stuff it was like a black tie event rented out a warehouse converted it into some kind of like proper uh venue for uh like a large party had like a like a known dj playing um on stage like a stage that they built in the warehouse That's and all this stuff it's like well like it's the same thing yeah. like i don't know anyway weird those are whispers that could be those could be totally exaggerated can appear take uh was it Neil's idea? Listener, what are your thoughts? What what was your Christmas party like? Insert your answer here. <laughs> Sounds great. Anyway. Cool. Um, That's really interesting. I watched Avatar. Ooh. In anticipation for what will be the greatest movie ever made. Avatar two. Way of the Water. 
I am so I don't know like having rewatched Avatar I'm like jeez I have no idea what this next film is going to be like yeah no do I I don't know if it's going to be I would be perfectly okay with something that is the same film in fact no let me rephrase this Wave the Water needs to be the same film but with a better plot <laughs> yeah that's that's like because Avatar visually Hold it. Well, 13 years? 13 years 13 old. 13 years old. Film looks phenomenal. It looks, exa- it looks better than any film coming out right now. Like, it is such a gorgeous film. The colors. Oh, man. Pandora as a world. The colors. The vibrant pinks and purples. Mm. Luscious green and blue. Obviously, with the people. But, you know, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Where Yellows, is the blue? All the, the, the big bird things they fly around on. Yeah, they're really cool. They're cool. The animals, the fauna, everything just looks so Even cool. The, just the motion capture itself. Yeah, the motion capture. It isn't clunky at all. No, it looks, looks good. really good. Even like, um, there's like a few scenes where the people, like real actors, are beside the avatars mm. or the Navi even. And um, mostly it doesn't look weird. Like yeah. most of the time it doesn't look bad. Mm. There's like one shot of Scorny Weaver where she's like lying down beside her Navi self, when they're about to, you know, transfuse her spirit into the Navi body. Mm. That doesn't look great, but that's the literally the one scene that I that I really noticed. Yeah. The rest of it, oh, it looks great. Yeah, no, it's it's one it's it's an amazing film. It's an amazing achievement. A technical marvel. A technical marvel, a film for the ages. A yeah. film that made three D TVs a thing. Yeah. Like, that didn't work out, but still. No, it didn't but still. They, I feel like they still use Avatar for like yeah, like Curry's and PC worlds be like, look how good this TV looks. Yeah, they, they probably do, um, <clears throat> and they probably will use it again because Avatar Two is going to be in three D, isn't it? I believe so. It, it definitely is. So it's going to come back. I imagine. I can't. I'm going to watch that film in three D. Yeah, that we're going to go see it in three D. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go see it in three D, IMAX, stereoscopic, Panavision, four DX, four D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get rumbled by the Avatar. Um, before the X doesn't have IMAX, which is such a shame. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have doesn't have IMAX, but we will we will figure it out. Uh, but no, Avatar, what a, what a great movie! Did you see it when it came out? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think everyone saw this Everyone's film. Seen, yeah. I mean, it's literally the highest grossing film of all time. So yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone did go see it. <laughs> yeah, literally everyone saw it. I remember when I first saw the trailer, and I don't know what we were seeing at the time. It might have been Inception actually. Inception um, came out after this, didn't it? Inception's 2010. Is it? Okay. I want to say that. But it was around that time, and we're watching it. And um, I remember my dad was like, "That looks fucking class." We're just watching the trailer. Mm. He's like, "That looks really good." And I was like, "Could have been Dark Knight." It could have been Dark. No, I didn't go see Dark Knight. Uh, but I was like, "That actually looks really good. It looks really interesting." Mm. Uh, and then it turned out it was pretty good. Um, yeah, James Cameron. He's so arrogant. He's so arrogant. That's the only way. The only way he makes it work. But is the sheer force of his his own personality, his own belief in himself, and the stories he's trying to tell. Or the stories he isn't trying to tell, the technology he's trying to show off, the uh, the flexing he's trying to do in front of the entire world, yeah. he just makes it happen. He's just like, look how big my dick is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the kind of it's a, it's a one of the huge me- mega projects. You know, back in the sixties they landed on the moon. All this show. These days we just have James people like JC, kind of like a, yeah. si- a singular figure. We have like MCU and so. Oh, look, you know they made thirteen films and like. Uh, in kind two of, weeks. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they, they tied them into one and like, oh, Thanos and all. That's like literally like a million people worked on that film. And it was directed by, you know, 
directed from above, you know, puppeteered from above mm. by the most evil people alive. It was like Avatar, it, Avatar, Titanic, Avatar 2, all the brainchild of one guy who's just like fucking, you know, dedicated. Just insane. Who just has this <laughs> insane vision of like making a film as big and as bombastic as humanly possible, which is, you know, it's exactly what it's about. Is Oppenheimer coming out this year? Is that it is, year? it is indeed. Is it? It actually no, it's not. Sorry, I think it's the start of next year. Yeah, because I was thinking, I forgot that we're literally at the end of this year right now. Yeah, uh, but it's it's coming out fairly soon. Um, but no, because the um, dude, that's the thing with Avatar is it literally is just the most bombastic, grand, like visually grand film. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say ever, but it's definitely one of them. Like it's like the. The no, the nose, the what am I trying to say? The scope, the scope, the nose. I said that because it's my nose. The scope of the world is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and like, like I love the. There's so many bits that are great. There's so many because I don't think I've seen Avatar since it originally came out. I've seen it in years. So I remember like. I remember because the plot, the plot is so simplistic, and it is like plot's dog shit. The, the plot is bad. <laughs> the plot's real bad. And Doesn't I, matter. I was watching it with Melissa, and I was saying like, yeah, no, because I'm saying like I've heard loads of criticisms about this just being like a white guy coming in. I was like, yeah, no, whatever. But then I wa- then rewatching is like, oh, it's actually so much worse than I remember being. It's literally he's the best Navi. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Like, he's, he, like, gets on that, uh, the big, huge flying bird that five people in their entire written history have ever done, and he does it. Yeah, because he's... Because he's a white guy. Because <laughs> he's, yeah, because he's American. He's an American <laughs> Marine who's better, he's a better Navi than the Navi themselves. But he's also, he also has no legs. He does have no legs. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. It's so he's a disabled white guy. He's dis- <laughs> he is disabled, yeah. And who knows? Who knows what else? Um, but even like, um, just like some that aspect of it is kind of stupid. And the the romance is isn't it's great. lame it's, as fuck. It's real lame. And when they have sex with their hair, it's like, oh, bro. The co- I watch the version we watch on Disney Plus. They do have sex with their hair, don't they? They do have sex with their hair. They yeah. stick their hair together. Yeah, that didn't happen on well, Disney on Disney Plus. What happens? It just cuts. They just get on top of each other and then it cuts. And I was there and I was like, I've seen, I have a, I have a core memory of seeing the a two hair. core memory, yeah. T- like, That's iconic. together. That's iconic, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they, they, they bond their hairs together. Yeah. I knew I didn't think I made that up. I, yeah, yeah. I was like, because it was like a pure Mandela effect. I was like, fuck me, does that really, that does, does that happen? <laughs> that did happen. But like, that's, what, what, that's such a weird thing to censor. It's not like they were fucking... It's not like it was his dick, you know. But they were it. fucking. That was the thing. Man. They were fucking, but it was like it was their hair, and it wasn't like you know, you know, it wasn't some kind of. It didn't look like they were having sex. It's just I like heavily implied. Um, let me pull this up again here. here let me let, just let's get that clip up. Let's grace. Fucking knew it. They knew it. What a disgrace! We just <laughs> confirmed. We just got visual confirmation that Disney are censoring free speech by James Cameron. They're censoring hair sex. We can't let these <laughs> bastards get away with this. <laughs> First they came for the hair fetishists and I did nothing. No. <laughs> They've never taken something that I've loved away from me. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Because it, it was... Because you ever see that where you... Where you know that you've seen something in a cut of a film mm. and then it doesn't happen when you're watching. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Are the Something's fuck? missing here. Something, it was Something's the same thing. seriously wrong. It was the same thing with the aliens. Mm. Uh, 
shot because I, me- I always remember there being a bit where the sentry guns are like gunning down aliens outside the door mm. and then on Disney Plus that doesn't happen but that there is a cut there's like a director's cut or something where that does happen alright um, yeah it's weird I hate the way the fucking cuts of films and stuff like that it's all the bollocks it's so weird such an arbitrary thing to cut you know they, especially that because that's it's 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 just hair it's just two bits of hair like obviously you know obviously they're having sex but they also have genitals as well. Yeah, they also. Yeah, that's why they have the the um, do things. They, do you think they stick their hair together and then they auto fuck? Mm, yeah, I suppose they would. Yeah, wouldn't they? Because mm. like, there's no reproducing doing that. That's just pure. It's soul. It's soul mating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, they're just falling in love. The true love making. The the title of the YouTube video is uh, "Jake Marries Nateri." Sure. Yeah. Um, Sword for it. <laughs> yeah. They're getting married. married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Disney, you scum. Can't believe they took away our hair sex. Yeah, what a joke. That makes me question now. What else is censored? What else is what else is censored on Disney Plus? Yeah, God knows. God knows. Um, I know they took out the Michael Jackson episode of The Simpsons, but I didn't like that episode anyway. So I didn't. I didn't speak up. How long is Avatar? Because How long I'm, is that? How long is two hours and forty minutes. So yeah, they literally just cut out. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same film. They just cut out that five seconds. Maybe it's for China. Maybe. Mm, but I don't think China would really care about that. It's a weird one though, because it's like, who gives a shit? Same film. Let's find out. How long is it? Is it two different cuts? Yeah, literally the exact same. It's actually longer. She longer. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did they add in? <laughs> they added, they added in, in a full-on, full-frontal, uh, unsimulated sex scene right at the end of the right film. Right at the end of the film, like if you stayed until the after credits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's it's a good film though still. You know, it's not, you know, it's not going to change your life or anything like that, but um. Avatar is still good. Mm. It did change a lot of people's lives. It actually did. Remember that? <laughs> uh, Pandora syndrome. <clears throat> It's so weird. So, wait, Pandora Syndrome? Yeah, where people come away. It's like Paris Syndrome. It's named after Paris Syndrome. Where people come away from Avatar. would see it repeated amount of times. And they would uh, like eventually get depressed over how the real world didn't match up with Pandora. It had a lot to do with the fact that it came out in you know, 2009. Mm. It's like, no one was happy. Everyone was yeah. like seriously post, depressed. Post-recession. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. mid-midst of recession. Yeah, middle of recession. Um but yeah, that happened to a lot of people. I think that is the thing, though, because within the film, it's very... Um, like, the film is about, you know, the Navi and how they connect to nature and stuff like that. Mm. And, like, like literally sticking their hair into things and getting a actual, like... Connection, yeah. Emotional, spiritual, and also mental connection. Sexual. So, and sexual sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see what Jake does to that fucking poor horse. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the... Because um, the, there is a thing in the film where I think... Like, how long is that thing about... You know the way the trees are connected? Yeah, yeah. And, like, this tree networks. Mm. How long has that been going around for? Like, you know, if you get... Just, like, in real life? In real life. How long, what do you mean how long is it going Like, how long has that been, been known? known? I don't know. Because that's in the film as well. Yeah, it's probably been on quite that, a while. That the trees are all connected and they there's synapses touching off of each other and mm. everything like that. Yeah, because there's one tree and like, isn't there just like it's the biggest organism on Earth is in California. And yeah, it's, it's just, like a super organism. It's just one tree, but it looks like loads of trees. Mm. Um, but I'm pretty sure they've known about that for a long time. Um, but yeah, no, it's proper, because it's all up to date. It's the same with them, um, because he actually is into um, 
you know, wildlife and stuff with James Cameron. Mm. Like he actually did go visit Titanic before he made the film. He actually did go to Pandora before he made the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually did inhabit uh, one of the Navi bodies mm. and save their planet from destruction before he made the film. Before he made the film. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. What a yeah. day. I'm looking forward to Way of the Water because this film is very clearly going to be about the oceans. Mm. Um, where... Because like, Avatar is about um, colonial colonialism. Mm. and uh, American capitalism expansion stuff like that all, you know all that jazz yeah all that standard stuff all that boring stuff all that boring shit now we're finally getting onto the sea but I will say that one thing I didn't know or one thing I forgot was that it's not the US military that's stationed on Pandora it's a private army owned security company mm. brought in the EDF and, and they're all uh, ex-military guys it's like that's like what they do still <laughs> yeah, yeah, Blackwater. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's it's a commentary in Iraq, kind of mm. something like that. Something like that. Um, but yeah, well, I'm interested to see what we come up with for Avatar Two because that's so long to make it, and obviously the plot isn't going to be something. It's you know, it's not going to be some mad, you know, avant garde, crazy. Oh, like oh, I didn't see that coming. You know, it's apparently gonna be, it's going to be. Oh, what have you heard? Apparently, the test screenings came out and they're just like, yeah, this one's a lot fucking weirder than you think it's going to be. Mm, Okay. Um, I don't because I feel like the plot would have to stay pretty basic because it's been it's being in, mm. it's been in production for uh, nine years yeah um, or more than nine years ten years so I feel like I don't know how many rewrites he's done and stuff and um, plus he's like written the other films like years and ago shot them back already to back, some of them yeah 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 so this this the story for this would have been written a long long time ago and um, so I don't know but I feel like maybe the themes and like how it looks how it's presented would be. Hopefully it's a bit in- more interesting. Oh, do you think we're gonna get? Are we gonna get fucking bullshit headlines and bullshit like tweets being like, "I can't believe Avatar Two has gone woke." Are we gone woke? Are we are we heading towards that? Um, I can't see that happening. To be honest, I can't see that happening. How how could that possibly happen? It's like, oh, James Cameron made a film about the environment. He's gone woke, and it's like, are you did you did you see the first film? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, people who do that, I don't know. Just have to give it a miss. That'd be Twitter, though. <coughs> Twitter, it will Twitter, be Twitter. Twitter will find a way to uh, to to churn people out, to generate NPCs. We'll say stuff like that. Twitter might be dead by the time this film, by the Avatar two comes out. So ah, Twitter's around forever. <laughs> Twitter's around forever. Ethereal. Yeah. Prometheus. <laughs> well, let's get on to the way of the space guy. Yeah, the bald space let's guy. Move away. Can you open this, please? Okay, of course. Let's get away from. Space and get back into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like, I'm thinking of water and it's like, forgetting that we were talking about a fucking sci-fi film. Yes, our next installment into the Alien franchise. We are going way back in time in the timeline of Alien. And way forward in our own timeline. To Prometheus. 2013? 2012. Shit. Close enough. 2012's Prometheus. Uh, Ridley Scott. Rid. The Rid fella. Returns to the Alien franchise after sorely being missed. A long ass time. Too long. Yeah. Where every film that was made, except for the second one, was shit. No, they progressively got worse. Yeah. Well, the second one was great. second one was great, but it's not as good as the first one. Fact. Um, And it's back. The thing about Prometheus that I never really understood was why... The marketing and stuff like that was... It's an alien film, but it's not really an alien film. Because yeah. when you watch it... 
I am kind of. I do question why the fuck did you even make this an alien film? Why? Because like all the things about alien that's in this film kind of holds it back. Because the plot holes that come into it is because it has to tie into alien, but it doesn't. Doesn't need really, to. and it doesn't need to. Yeah, I think it's just it's it's convenient to have it because it's not really. There's nothing to say. It's in the alien timeline except for the company. The company name, and then obviously the very end, and the very end, the very end scene, and the use of. Well, you know, you couldn't even you, you could just have androids. Like that's fine. There's yeah, no difference. Like I think it's like, people don't look at Blade Runner and be like, oh, "This is an alien movie." <laughs> yeah, he didn't need to tie it into Alien, <laughs> yeah. but um, I think it is. It's 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 within the same. It's the kind of thing. It's in the same universe. It's like a fucking spin-off kind of thing, which I think is, is was a good idea. Mm. Um, you obviously could have made something slightly different, but um, lots of time to tie into the Alien franchise gives it a bit more. Bit more oomph. Bit more oomph. Yeah, because it was it was marketed as an alien kind of thing. It was like, it's, yeah, it's like you have to see the film to find out if it is or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. Like, I yeah, I like, love the mystery of going into it. I saw it in cinemas. Mm. You seen cinemas? No, no, I saw it years after. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember I saw it in cinemas. I was really, really excited to watch it. Um, back in the day, I'd only like spur like I wasn't even fully acquainted with. The Alien franchise, you mm. know. I just knew Alien. Um, and I just seen the trailers and just kind of the marketing sound really cool. And all the people involved, obviously, were, uh, you know, big guns, big even, guns, even back then. And I have to say, I went to go see it and I was like, wow, this is fucking class. Yeah, and people hated it. People hated it. I was <laughs> like, what the hell? I was yeah. like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it's... Like, yeah, I can see what you mean, that it didn't need to be tied into Alien. But... It does get the, all that cool architecture from yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. That's a big plus. Yeah, like it. it it's not even the vibes. I don't think it's even reusing like a lot of the stuff. A lot of the uh, the set design, like the, the kind of the character design, is like stuff that wasn't properly used before in the franchise. I think that the problem is is that the technology they use and they have, mm, yeah, which is thousands of years before Alien is meant to take place, is way more advanced. Than the technology they have in Alien. I think it's very. I think it's only about two generations behind Alien. This Prometheus, because I was reading about it in terms of the sequel, which is probably never going to happen to, um, like the follow up within this part of the franchise. Um, and really, Scott was talking about introducing Ripley at some unknown oh. point, like a young version of Ripley, and he was like, "Yeah, that'd be another like two movies away. Like, it's it's, it's a few generations in in the future." Because um, I'm not sure when Alien was set, but it wasn't like in the year 3000 or anything. Like the like, Prometheus is set, I think it opens in 2079, and then it kind of skips ahead, and it's in 2091 when they're uh, they're on their mission. Alien takes place 2022, 2122. Prometheus takes place 2089, 2093. Oh, okay. I thought it was thirty years. I though. literally thought it was thousands of years. Okay, no much. Yeah. Regardless, though, the technology is. It is. Well, even the way, like, like uh, David, like David, uh, fucking Michael Fassbender's character, that makes the it android. Even, that actually makes it even worse in terms of the plot holes. <laughs> what? Because I don't. That actually makes me question, uh, <laughs> like, more now. But anyway. All right, all right. <laughs> well, like David, for example, the android. He's way compared to uh, Bishop. Yeah. An alien. You clearly way more advanced, and there's kind of like an implied subplot that David is somehow 
um, sentient or he somehow is able to operate of his own volition. Yeah. Um, yeah which isn't a thing in Alien, really. No, it's not at extent, all. And yeah. I think it's like, because well, I guess it's, because I think Prometheus and Alien Covenant are, I think the alien, the actual alien, like the, the xenomorph and all that stuff is less important as it is to the story of David and what David represents and that whole thematic ideal, ideological uh, story that's going on there where David is an android created by humans. And I think like one of the key points of the movie is where David's talking to one of the scientists and the scientist is uh, raging because all the, the, what are they called, the jockeys, mm. they're all dead. And uh, David's like, why Why do you want to meet them? He's like, oh, so we can find out why we were made. And David, the android says to him, he's like, well, why did you make androids? And it's like, oh, because we could. Mm. And David's like, well, how do you think you'd feel if you found, if, you're, if your creator said that to you? And your just kind of laughs. Yeah. Laughs off, he's like, Puh. Well, that's not possible because we're super fucking important. We're, we're humans. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, the whole thing is like, you are completely insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. You're not special. <laughs> mm. Yeah, David's way more advanced as an android. Mm. But he's a way better character. He's a really cool character. He's a cool character. He's a great character. An um, android that slowly resents humans the more he learns about them. Yeah, yeah. Never been done before. Never been done before. <laughs> shockingly. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I have to say... I fucking love Prometheus. I love everything about it. I fucking love the way it looks. I love everything about it. Yeah. Even its many, many flaws. I lo- the way it looks. Mm. The way it sounds. The fact that it's like it's a return. I didn't appreciate it till I just watched it this time around. Um, having watched in you know in succession uh, the first four. Because um, you see like alien, sci-fi horror, foundational kind of um, sci-fi horror film. And then the rest of them are all kind of like, they're very different. Mm. There's action... And then there's like kind of like half arsed horror in the third. <laughs> and and there's whatever like, the fuck is action this, comedy, I guess. It's whatever's <laughs> happening in the fourth one. And then this this is actually the first one since the original film, which is a horror film, like mm. which can be considered a horror film in any kind of way. Yeah, but um, it's, it's way. It's like biological horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's a it's not like a full on scary hereditary horror film. It's a horror film. It's a sci. It's a proper sci fi horror film. Where it's not just about the action, it's not just about you know, explosions. Very close knit cast, it's kind of the same premise as Alien. And uh, it's very small cast, very kind of it's like there is a big, there's a wider scope at the end of the film, but mm. there is it's very, it feels very self-contained. There is some kind of element of being feeling, you know, like you're enclosed, of being claustrophobic. Mm. You really get the sense that they're like removed from any kind of help. That oh, like, they're they're fucked. just they're just totally alone. And uh, when things start to go wrong, like you can feel. When they're in the temple, kind of thing, like the the structure, mm. um, and things start to go wrong, you're like, like, that's like things are going to shit, and there's no one coming to help. Mm-hmm. Rather than the other ones, where it's kind of like, oh, this is leading into a new set piece, which will lead into that one and stuff like that. You don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, and I really appreciated it more, even watching it this time, having watched how bad the, the previous three were. Yeah. So just when you were saying that, um, <clears throat> with the previous films, and then talking about like them being isolated. It actually just made me realize as well that like this isn't, this isn't even a, this isn't even a prequel to Alien. Because the whole thing about this film that people always complained about was like, oh, the jockey doesn't even end up. The jockey dies somewhere else, and it's not a chest burster. Like, like he gets chest burst, but he's not in the seat 
that he's an alien and I'm remembering that this is a different planet this is a completely separate thing that's going on that yeah, ties yeah. into alien but isn't yeah so actually those plot holes aren't really that in it's terms a, of tying into alien aren't that, yeah, it's, aren't that big it's a totally different thing you know it's doing it's own thing which you have to respect mm. you have to respect you do you do have to respect that but even like it makes me more aghast more flabbergasted <clears throat> at the criticism that the film faced having because the people who criticize a lot of it some of them were alien fans. Some of them were just people who were like being fanatic. Some of them had like very obvious. There are obvious problems with the film. Yeah, there is. Yeah, but like the alien fans, it's like you have been subject to absolute dog shit since 1979. <laughs> then this comes out, and you're like, oh, it's not like this. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, yeah. What are you talking about? This is by far. <laughs> it's not even. Well, Aliens, obviously. Yeah, is the a last, great film. That's good. Alien. The last good alien film, and I'm including Alien versus Predator and Alien versus Predator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was fucking Aliens. That's fucking. 40 years? Yeah. 40? No, 30 years ago. Thir- <laughs> yeah, t- 30. Yeah, yeah. Over 30 years ago at that stage. Um, and even then, it was a totally different film to Alien. This film is like way, way more like Alien. Mm. Um, so they're subject to fucking a- like absolute abuse. Absolute neglect for, for decades. And then this film comes out. Like, oh, yeah, what about this? Why did he take off his helmet? Shut the fuck up. Just, the fuck just up. enjoy the film. Like, <laughs> actually, like, just look at the film. The film is so nice to look at. The sound is not even like, oh, the, the man, score the is really cool. Is so good. Yeah, it's a great team and all. Like, it's it's just, uh, I think I think it's one of those films that will go down. It's kind of like, in like twenty years, people like people didn't res- respect that the way they should have. Prometheus is an overhated, extremely overhated. It's one of, actually one of my favorite films. It's honestly one of my favorite films. Bro, I'm literally like after watching, I was like, I prefer that to Aliens. Yeah, I don't, no, lo- no. I don't prefer it to Alien, but I prefer it to Aliens. I'd be the same, but I, I don't. I don't really like action films in the same way that I would like. They're less horror like films. thematically interesting. Yeah, like I'd watch it. I don't really care about it after that. Mm. Whereas like with, with uh, horror films and science fiction, especially, there's always something more that you can kind of uh, elaborate on or like mm. go find something else to look at as well or think about it after. Um, like Alien, Prometheus. Those are the kind of films that are like proper. They stick with you. Yeah, no, they stick with me. The proper, like, proper appeal to you. It was proper. Uh, it's not just, you know, a lot of explosions and, you know, it's just not just a well put together film. Mm. Um, you know, it's a. Without sounding totally pretentious, which obviously I will, uh, it's a piece of art, you know. It's, yeah. it's a proper piece of art. Yeah, it's like. Um, it's, it's great, fucking intense, exciting set pieces as well. When um, Shaw has to get the. The fucking abortion in the oh, tank, man. and it's like I, she, I, I was still, I was like that, I was like, oh. I was covering my eyes in bed, like because I forgot that like she runs up to it and she's like, I need a cesarean, and it's like this machine is only for male participants. I was like, yeah. oh no, she's gonna have to give you something else. Oh yeah, foreign object, <laughs> foreign object, and like stabbing herself with painkillers as this tentacle monster with squid things like coming at her. Oh, mm. and she's in agony. And then she runs around after that, but I fucking don't care. I don't care. Ignore the plot holes. <laughs> yeah, she's running around. She, she's, she's full of pain, like mm. full of painkillers. Like it's it's the year twenty eighty. Also, yeah, like, come on, let's move on. Come on, hold on a second. It's like oh, you know, we had Ripley clones in Alien Four. It's like oh, what if she she ran around after you had like a minor or not a minor procedure, but like <laughs> <laughs> she ran around after having an abortion. But still, whatever. Yeah, you got the uh, scene where the ship falls out of the sky. Yeah, why did oh. she run that way? Shut the fuck up. Shut Just up. enjoy the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a fair point. It's pure cinema. We were saying about this on the weekend. It's yeah. pure cinema sin mm. style criticisms to a film. It's being pedantic. It's being pedantic. And it's most, more importantly, being fucking boring talking about films. Yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like this film, 
Yeah, that's like that's a great point. Like one thing to say about this film, hugely flawed. Huge like plot holes. You can you can write a list of the plot holes, stuff like that. It's like it's very obvious that there's certain points where the film fails. But it's 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 a very rare kind of film. Rare very rare kind of mainstream film, which like is reaching like really reaching to do something which mm. like it doesn't need to be doing. Like it's a, it's part of the Aliens franchise as really Scott attached there's all these stars attached as well. There's like a two hundred million dollar dollar budget. Um, it doesn't need to try to do anything. Like yeah. it can just be an alien film, mm. which is what all the other ones did. Instead, it actually tries to like go explore these crazy fucking themes, um, which are really hard to pull off, and um, try like it's just this weird kind of um, try to actually pull off like a really tense sci-fi horror film, which doesn't happen like in modern times. Really, yeah. it's only like independent films and stuff. Um, at the same time, there's people who watch it. And they just don't see any of that. Yeah. They just see, oh, why did the biologist take off his helmet? It's like, why did you not see, why did you not actually watch the film? Or like, yeah. watch, why did you not, like, I don't know, Prometheus haters are just like, they're just really stop, annoying. Just stop, <laughs> just please, leave leave Prometheus alone. Because um, it's like, leave Prometheus alone. Guys, stop, <laughs> stop bullying Ridley Scott. Because this, again, like, he's not even, he's, he's not a good director anymore, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> He somehow pulled this out of the bag where I, this is by far, in my opinion, his best film. Is this his... Uh, long, no, long he time. made The Martian between now and then, but The Martian's... I wouldn't consider... Not nowhere near on the same level. I wouldn't even consider that a good film. It's, it's not a right film, you know? It's in, okay. That's an entertaining movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's an entertaining film. It's in a similar sense that Aliens is a in- very entertaining movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Martian's adapted from a book as well, so it's like, it's kind of... it was, it was and The book is kind of written like a script. Mm. Um. So but he loses like, points. <laughs> so he loses points. Really, Scott, he somehow, he, he he pulled it out of the bag in some sense. He actually made an interesting sci-fi film. It's talking about religion. It's talking about, you know, science. It's talking about, you know. Creation, the, destruction. Yeah, creation. Where do we come from? Yeah, it's talking about, like, like what's actually behind the alien, the question of what aliens are. Mm. You know, not just within the alien universe, like the franchise, but also, you know, in real life, like cosmologically and stuff like that. Like, imagine- Which he got a lot of heat for. It's like, oh... Uh, religious it's like oh it's too religious and stuff like that which is missing the whole point of the tension between science and religion in the film like yeah yeah it's not even like it's not just that kind of dichotomy as well it's like between Wayland like Wayland's whole idea is this the whole idea of Prometheus the ship being sent out to discover this possible origin of life mm. Wayland sees this as a vanity project for him to basically extend his life yeah he just, he's just interested in finding the engineers so that they can make him immortal, uh, which isn't revealed really till the end of the film. And it's this huge capital project which costs like a trillion dollars or something. Yeah, they say. So I think they say something like that. Like yeah, yeah. Whereas like the rest of the scientists are like interested in it, uh, or at least Shaw and Holloway are interested in it in, the, in the way that like you know the common person would be interested in that question. Was like like uh, which is basically a spiritual question. It's like mm. where do we come from? Where like, do we come from? Yeah, like who's who created us? Something like that. Who's, like that's 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 what those two set the characters mean mm. it's not talking about oh it's actually we were created by jesus it's like it's not that at all like but it's then, more it, basic but it can also but then there's also the thing of like when she's asked uh i can't remember who's talking to shaw but they're like or maybe it's holloway it's like why do you like you know these are the people that made us why are you still wearing that cross and yeah, her answer yeah. is like well who made them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not even uh like fund it's fundamentally it's a spiritual question, you know. Yeah, it's not just a, like a hard science kind of thing. Like that's the best kind of sci-fi that which combines the hard science 
with these like broad philosophical questions i think some i think one uh scene in the film that i think could have been more horrifying um if we hadn't seen what the um what the engineer what the engineers looked like at the start of the film mm. is when they first when they mm. walk into the temple and they finally get into the big room and there's a big statue and the statue looks like us yeah it's a human head <laughs> it's yeah, a human head yeah. it's a human-ish looking head imagine imagine going like being fucking millions of miles light yeah. years away from earth and you land on this planet and you walk into a fucking big temple mm. And there's just a human head staring back at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The horror of that. That would that would have been a good reveal if they yeah if they kind of left the reveal of the engineers a bit. Mm. Um, because at the start it is just like they don't really need to explain that start. Like the yeah. film is confusing. Like there's loads of stuff. Um, like for example, like David poisoning Holloway. It's not explained explicitly why he did that. But like that's He's a, just that's interested a, in seeing what would happen. <laughs> yeah, like that's a that's not a, it's not like a plot hole. Yeah, that's just like a deliberate. They're leaving that kind of vague, mm. um, because the whole question of David's sentience is kind of vague as it mm. is, and that's kind of and his not, motives are quite vague. Yeah, that's not the, the point really. of The story, um, even at the end of the film, where like he's he's kind of a good guy, but he's not. But he is. Yeah, he's not yeah. really sure why he did anything that he did. Yeah, he's there as like an agent of chaos, even mm. though he should be something to rely on. He's just. Um, but it's not it's not a plot hole per se, you know. Um but there is the film is pretty confusing as it is. I think they're trying to make it more clear mm. by putting that part at the at the beginning. But like that part is also pretty like, what the fuck is happening here when you first watch the film? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It only makes sense later. Um maybe they could have added it on at the end. That would have been cool though if they walked into the temple and it's like That's Why sh- why is a human head in there? Especially because like we because even Cause they don't really question it initially. They I they kinda just like they're a bit like Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the real you could have really ramped that up a bit more for the uh, for that heart. Uh, everybody came true because I mean that would be that's like going out into the void and going mm. and the void staring back at you and it's a human face looking yeah, at you yeah. like that's a giant thing. human head. It's like oh fuck, this is horrible. Even um, the design of the engineers is fucking cool. Like, it is cool. This big pasty white fucking jack to do it yeah it's huge just huge humans something scary about that um it's good to see them actually being because this, this is the first time they're actually featured in, in the as like characters in the franchise mm. isn't it as well yeah mm. i feel like it might have been in some form of a book but in terms of films yeah 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 like who the fuck is who's, reading, who's reading, reading the books <laughs> nerds <laughs> fucking nerd <laughs> Uh, but no, I love Prometheus, I have to say. Uh, Covenant. Well, we do Covenant next week. But have you seen Covenant? Yeah, I saw it in cinemas. Yeah. I saw it in the Galactico cinema in Savoy. Yeah. Just before they tore it down. It's a real... It's a, well, we'll talk about that next week. Spo- no spoilers. No spoilers, but it's not great. It's not yeah. the worst. It isn't, as far as I remember, it's not the worst. No spoilers, but it's uh, the. It's better than Resurrection. It's at least better than Resurrection. Yeah. I'd also say it's better than Aliens Tree, but I also don't... Rate. I don't really remember. I don't, I, don't, really remember. <laughs> I don't rate that film a lot either. Yeah. It's not as good as Prometheus, which is the problem. Um, it doesn't look like they'll get a sequel to it. Not that I have any faith that a sequel will be good. Oh, not at this stage. Not really kind of me. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I have to say I love Prometheus. Same. I've always said that. I don't have to say it because I've said it so many times. 
But you I'm have a, to say it. I'm a Prometheus stan. I don't care. I get so yeah. much heat for this. So much hate. <laughs> Sick of the bullying. Sick of the bullying for my I've always backed Prometheus. And every time I watch it, I'm like, maybe I'll see the plot hole. No. No. I actually enjoy it more and more every time I watch it. Yeah, because this is the second time I've seen this film. And I remember even watching it the first time. I was like, that's a good movie. Yeah, like, what yeah. the fuck is people hating on this film for? What the fuck? Um, yeah. Like, even like the, the... Excuse me. The, like the horror that's in the film. Like that... Your man, when he's fucking... That virus is just taking over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you're properly... Oh, it's like, God. oh, that's horrible looking. And then he's reburned to death. And then his mates come back. Where, like, the one dude that comes back after getting spat on in his face. But yeah, the, five years, the, fluid, yeah, yeah. the fluid gets into him. And so he comes back as this zombie that just fucking butchers a couple of dudes. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not even... Like, why does that happen? It doesn't matter why it happens. The goo got know? into him. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the oil shit, you know? The, the biological weapon, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, like compare that to Resurrection. Compare that to Alien, Alien Tree. Um, even or, Aliens, like the questions that this film is asking. Yeah, yeah, but like even just in terms of like the actual, the emotional, like moment to moment impact mm. of scenes like that. Um, where like, like, you see, like for example, Alien Tree, which is like proper middle of the road. Um, we have a lot of scenes that are going for something that will like proper have an impact. But like none of it, none of it ever hits. Yeah, just, it there's hits. no stakes whatsoever. It's so boring. Yeah, yeah. Like you have the alien face to face with with uh, with Ripley. It's just, there's nothing going on with Prometheus. You have four or five moments where you're proper like on the edge of your seat. Even mm. if you've seen it before, you're like, oh shit, this is intense. Mm. Like, this is properly intense. This is horrifying. Um, I still I can't watch the abortion scene. <laughs> I I can't. Yeah, it's impossible. Oh, it's so I don't know why. Like it's not even that gory. But it's just like oh my god, just squirming in my seat. Um. And yeah, when the the snake breaks his arm, oh. and you can see like the compound fracture and stuff, and it slithers up into his mask and goes down his throat. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. And even like the way the score like kind of ratchets up as that's happening. Like the whole the premise of the scene is like, why are they approaching the snake? It doesn't matter why they're approaching. I don't care, I don't care what. Don't the the, care the why. scene is cool. That's all that matters. Yeah, okay, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. What a what a great film. I have to say, four out of five. Four? I think I already have rated it before. I think it's a four out of five film. Yeah, at least. At least it's the second best installment in the Alien franchise, according to the Parapod. Fact, that's a fact. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we go for a break. I and now for our recommended film of the week, and uh, we are, will be talking about the Last Wave, directed by Peter Weir. Weirdo. <laughs> Peter Weirdo. <laughs> of <laughs> gas of. Um, Truman Show and Picnic at Hanging Rock fame. It's the first time I've ever pronounced that correctly on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he was still very labored. The Dead Poets Society, that's the other one. And the Dead Poets Society. He's done a lot. He's, he's a great director. Mm. Uh, it's a 1977 film uh, from Australia. Uh, it's about a lawyer whose seemingly normal life is turned upside down when he takes on a murder case and discovers that he shares a strange and unexplained mystical connection with the Australian Aboriginals. Now, what did you think of this film, Mom? thought the film was all right. It is pretty good. It's... Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. I, I wouldn't even say it's... Like, it's like, you know, a well-made film. Yeah, yeah. It's got cool music, Aboriginal music. Yeah. All this little, like, oh, wow, wow, oh, wow, like wow, yeah. Real atmospheric, really atmospheric. Mm bit spooky at times mm. with the dreams and this guy that's just like standing staring at him like the shadow of shadowy figure lots of water imagery lots of uh 
what's the word? Uh, visions and shit like that. Mm. But the film, it's kind of just all right. <laughs> it's kind of boring. It's kind of boring. It's kind of boring because it's half, as you were saying earlier, it's half like a courtroom drama, and then halfway in, it forgets. Or no, it's forgotten from the minute it starts. Because we we read about this film. We're like, wow, this sounds fucking amazing. Based on the premise. Mm. And the premise is really cool, the way it's set up. And the opening is also really cool, the way it's set up. Yeah, yeah, it's like a very evocative. And like Peter Weir is kind of, you know, picnic and hanging rock. That's what I was thinking of when I was thinking of this film. That's, yeah. And it's, it is, it, it's kind of similar in certain ways, in terms of vibe, at certain parts of the film. Like at the very opening and then at the end. But like it's for, it's forgotten what it's doing. It seems like like five minutes into the film, <laughs> yeah. and then it remembers in the last act, and it kind of switches back to that mode. And um, but the parts in between aren't very interesting about the uh, the uh, murder case basically because it's about this guy who's a lawyer. He's a corporate tax lawyer, and um, he is dragged into a murder case between a group of Aboriginal men. One of uh, an Aboriginal man has died. And there are four men who are basically fingered with having killed him. Yeah, manslaughter. Suggested, suggested they've killed him. Uh, and there's a lot of kind of blurred lines with like tribal law versus like civil law and stuff like that. Which like, who, who really cares? <laughs> like honestly, who cares? But there's, but there's a lot of like kind of like wrestling over that point. Which is like, who, like, and there, there are a lot of them is like, oh, they're not tribal men. They're city men. Are they tribal men? Maybe they're not. Maybe they are. Who really cares? It's not really... It is kind of important later on. It is important. Like, I feel like that's kind of what the film is talking about, is that so that's tension spe- within Australia. Mm. But it's... That's specific. Very like, specific, but also... The not, way they not illustrated ex- it. Not extremely explored in the film either. No. Like, it's just brought up a few times, being like, now remember, jury, you have to try these men underneath Australian civil law, ignoring... They're tribal law. They're not even tribal men because they're civilized city folk. City folk. And there's a few times where like these are actual civilized black people. Don't worry about it. And it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This film is like a groundbreakingly radical portrayal of Aboriginal people in Australian cinema, where they're actually depicted as humans. Mm. Um, which is like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's solely. That's such a bad. There actually are quite a few interesting. Um, depictions of Aboriginal culture in Australian cinema. There's actually this this uh, this film I want to see. It's, where it's Ned Kelly retold as an Aboriginal story, which I really want to see. It's hard to track down though. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the whole thing about the whole the, the court stuff is just like who cares? Like who cares? Mm. I just didn't care about that part. Yeah, and I also didn't really care about because it's it's kind of generic in that it's an irrational man. Like, a man of reason, a man of law, a tax man, mm. a man that f- goes by the number and, you know, he's, like, so far removed from the, ide- from the you know, uh, spiritual world that these Aboriginal people reside in. Uh-huh. And then, as he comes into contact with uh, his worldview and his life is destroyed, mm-hmm. it's like, I've seen that so many times. <laughs> And yeah. it's, not done, it's not even done extremely interestingly well in this film. Yeah, because he has uh, there's a soundbite in one of the interviews with Peter Weir. I think after he released this film, and he said the premise, the where he got the idea was that uh, what would happen if a pragmatic man was met with some kind of um, um, something that he couldn't 
reconcile. Yeah, something you couldn't comprehend. Which is like the most basic premise for like half the films ever made. (laughs) (laughs) That's like like film, like mystery film 101. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because like it doesn't tell you anything about the film. It's like, how is that the premise? That's not really the premise. It's like, yeah. But um, it is a bit formulaic in the way he's like, you know, this fucking ordered, straight edge, colonial planter guy who's a tax man, you know, by the numbers, all, literally by the numbers. Mm. And then he's thrown into this world where he's like, oh, some, something's a bit off. Like, it is it's so formulaic. Um, but there's still, like, there's the part at the, at the start, there's the visionary elements of it. Like, Peter Weir is, like, even with, like, just judging off um, Picnic at Hanging Rock, for example, which isn't a film, which is, it, there's no, the plot isn't really the point mm. the plot isn't there's not the plot isn't i couldn't even tell you the plot really to be honest girls go off on a, a day trip and someone disappears that's basically it mm. it's very very threadbare very basic Um there's not a lot to it unless you're like proper watching the film Um it's more about like how like the kind of um the vibe that gives gives off we use vibes so much but like it is <laughs> literally it's like the it's the atmosphere of the film it's like the, the psychosphere that you 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 uh you engage in when you're watching it and um, Picnic at Hanging Rock is really, like, really pulls it off to an mm. extent that, like, it's still, like, an iconic film. Still a film, that, it's still a great film that you can still watch today. This film, it doesn't pull it off in the same way, mainly because it doesn't commit to it the same way Picnic did. Because you have, it's, you have this kind of, like, attempt to tell a story, which isn't really interesting. Uh, but the start, the, the first part, as you're saying, the first part with, like, because it opens with um, these scenes from random parts of Australia where there's sudden weather events which are just like totally out of character like there's a hailstorm in the middle of a desert um, but and then there's like the sound of like they can hear like thunder and there's no clouds yeah there's something off there's something really off um, there's something weird about what's going on there's stuff that's happening that shouldn't be happening shouldn't be there um, and then you get into like the actual like plot of the, the film and then that kind of trundles on for about maybe an hour just under an hour and then you start getting into like the the back into the the kind of the the no man's land where there isn't really a plot for like for like the last act of the film. Yeah, it's just him kind of following the vibes. Yeah, towards like you know bringing in the different visions and like weird happenings that have kind of accumulated over the course of the film, and uh, because it's all tied into the into the original, uh, the the original sequence at the start of the film with these these weird events which happen, um, and with like hail and like you know thunder weather events um, and then there's the character the lawyer character who is uh, afflicted by bad dreams and nightmares and visions which he experiences and has experienced his entire life um, and through his contact with the aboriginal people um, who are connected with the trial he begins to understand that there is some kind of broader narrative mm. which he is being kind of like he's keyed into psychically um, which he can access through his dreams um, which is foretelling something awful, which is about to happen. Yeah, the apocalypse. Yeah, which is, which is the cool part of the film. Yeah, yeah. Which they don't get to until the last act, and, and they then they, yeah, it's not really like, do that much with at the end either. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Like they didn't, they don't have to. I think it's cool that they they don't really like. He follows all these weird leads, and um, one of the guys who's trying to defend uh, in the court case appears to him in his dreams, and he says it to him in person. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as if it's like a perfectly normal thing to happen. 
uh, because the Aboriginal guys understand that this is uh, based on like you know folk folk knowledge that's been passed down for, through generations of of uh, of their ancestors and stuff like that, and like their own connection to the land. Because it turns out they are actual actual tribal men um, who are connected to the land, like actually directly under the city, mm. and they actually have like a cavern which is under the city itself. Uh, which is also significant, like thematically, is like yeah, yeah. There's some kind of like um, site, some kind of like knowledge base, or uh, some cyber- psychic space. Yeah, some kind of psychic space underneath, you know, the metropolitan colonial city, um, where people can access this forbidden knowledge about what is about to happen, um, and um, it's about the lawyer kind of reconciling with that and like synthesizing his own. You know, his own, like, smarts, his own colonial smarts with the deeper knowledge, which he's totally oblivious to as, like, a a totally new, basically an immigrant to Australia. He's only been there, like, what, three generations, mm. something like that. Um, and then they kind of, there is this implication that there's a new flood. It's the whole metaphor is a flood. Yeah, the uh, last wave. Yeah, the last wave. So there's supposed to be, the first wave was the coming of, of the white man. Uh, but there's foretold in this myth that there would be a second wave, a last wave, um, which isn't, you know, totally unaccounted for because obviously we don't, you can't see into the future. Mm-hmm. But they, in dream time, which is like an actual Aboriginal uh, mythos, um, they have this thing about a last wave. Something else is coming down the line. Something apocalyptic. And to me, to to be fair to the, fair to Peter Weir as well. Like there is like parts, just like you know, touch with the oil crisis in like the seventies, and it's like there's like clearly like it's a it's a society in crisis. And it is in '77 as well. Like we always talk about, yeah. this is like, like I'll, I'll, pretty much every film from the '70s seems to be about. It's like something bad is about to happen. Mm. Something bad is uh, like currently happening, and it's only going to get worse. Um, which wasn't too far wrong. And um, the film basically ends with that. Like, there's no real. It's not like oh, it's going to be you know God's going to come down and save us all. The world's going to go up in fire. He's just. It just ends with the lawyer character staring out at at, at sea. Staring at the waves and just like kind of like being like, "What the fuck?" Mm. Which I think is really cool. I think it's a yeah. good way to kind of deal with that. But it's just that like the the middle, it's not even the second act. It was just like it goes on beyond that as well. It just isn't um, isn't interesting. I think it's it doesn't add to the film at all. Yeah, I think the thing is that like it wasn't told right. I think because it's like a mystery film trying to figure out like, oh, how did this guy die? But we saw how he died, and that we saw that it was you know some form of magic. So it's just an hour of this character trying to figure out that it's magic, but we know the entire time that, yeah, it was magic. Yeah. So it's, it's just not interesting and it's not engaging. And it's not like it goes too far deep into, you know, uh, Aboriginal <clears throat> mythos and stuff like that. It's just uh, it's just a guy that's by the numbers, his life slowly crumbling as he realizes that there's more to the world than he can, his rational mind can understand. Yeah. It's just like I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen that like a million times. I've seen this so many times. And it's, you know, it's, uh, that, that, yeah, that's the problem. The worst thing about this film is the main character. He's not interesting. There's he's nothing, not interesting nothing interesting about him. And uh, there's like nothing interesting about him. The way his story unfolds isn't interesting at all. We don't care about his family or anything that happens to him really. Um, which is the main kind of problem. And the court, the court case itself, it just isn't told well at all. Like I just don't care. I just didn't care. Like the court case itself doesn't take up that much time. Yeah, yeah, but like just like the whole kind of background to it, and him trying to figure out, him trying to like negotiate with the, with the, his defendants and stuff. It's like I, like I just don't like as you said, we already saw what happened, um, and the guys who did it know what happened. 
and it's we're supposed to be like oh uh, we're supposed to be like watching this main character um you know see the cogs turn in his head and him having to kind of rethink his entire worldview mm. which doesn't really happen it happens very suddenly and then it's it, but it's kind of like too sudden and it doesn't really reflect properly on screen yeah. like when he's talking like he's in the court the courtroom and he's like it was magic wasn't it you're like, what the fuck is he? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah. so you're in a courtroom. You're in a courtroom. And just a few, bro. just like like 20 minutes ago, you were like, uh, you know, you didn't seem really that phased by the whole thing, mm. really. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't done very well. But I liked the parts. It, the fact it kind of touched on it did touch on dream time and stuff like that. It's like a third of this movie well. that I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other, the rest was just like, ah, uh, just kind of indifferent about, you know. Yeah, just yeah. Kind Which is bored. almost the worst kind of thing to have. It is, yeah. It, was, it wasn't bad or anything. Or didn't like it. Didn't it wasn't like it went too far. It just it's just like you could actually you could actually skip the first. You could actually skip between minute like fifteen and minute one ten, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you can skip that whole part and you won't miss anything about the film. Like like the, some, like the whole thing about yeah. the wife and like you know and even Charlie and stuff. It's like who gives a fuck? Yeah, because but there's just like. The, there is some bits that are interesting, and that is that he's like tapping into dream time. Is that what it's called? He's tapping into dream time, and he's seeing Charlie before he's actually met him. And he meets Charlie, and he's like trying to. He's asking like, "Who are you?" And then Charlie just keeps responding like, "Who are you? Who are you?" And he puts him into this like kind of trance type of thing. Mm. And like that's cool. And like really, you know, again, I have to really emphasize like a lot of this film is extremely atmospheric. But to what end, really? You know, it's kind of like... It didn't make me reflect. It didn't make me think about the theme. Because the thing I would say... The film I would kind of compare this to... Is Don't Look Now. Don't um, Look Now. I would somewhat... Just in so, in terms of like... In terms of how it failed. No, not even how it felt. Like how I felt watching it. Oh, Don't it. Look Now. I meant to about Don't Look Up. No, yeah, no, yeah. Don't Look Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of like a guy seeing his future. And yeah. Like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um... But the thing with Don't Look Now is that, like, it's landscape, for me, set a vibe and a mood really heavily and really atmospherically that tied into what was happening to the character, mm. like, really strongly. Like, the water, Venice, tying into how his daughter drowned and stuff like that. But in this one, it's just, like, it's just a dude running around a city. Yeah, like, he's a perfectly normal guy with nothing to really say. Nothing to... All, all, all they have to say is you had bad dreams when you were a kid. Mm. But that's the only backstory we have. He's a blank slate. But we, we're giving no real reason to really care about him. Like he's a corporate tax lawyer, um, with a fucking posh accent. He is the most boring fucking. He's a corporate tax lawyer. Yeah, he's the most boring. How fucking boring could you get? He's the most boring man alive. He's a boring family, boring kids, boring wife. Um, but like he doesn't really change until. He, yeah. Until uh, even the, even when he recognizes that there's something really weird about this, and that he does have some kind of there is some kind of, kind of weird spiritual connection going on, he doesn't change that much. Mm. Even like how he's interacting, I just how he's going about his life. He's bringing them over for dinner and all. He's like he's telling his wife, "Oh, it's grand, it's grand, it's grand." Um, you know, these people are there's something weird going on here. Just you know, bring them in. We'll have dinner together. Mm. Um, it's like, is there not? They could have portrayed that in a, like a more interesting way. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that there's nothing really interesting going on outside of the dream time stuff. Yeah. And the visions, which is like, that's a big problem because that's the majority of the film being taken up with that. Yeah, yeah. They could have definitely gone for more apocalyptic 
horrifying vibe. Because it is horrifying. Like the whole water and like crazed uh, weather that they're having and stuff like that is really cool and is like visually really striking and ominous mm. and stuff like that. Yeah, thematically as well. It ties into so much. Like you know, there's the idea of a flood. The, even the idea of like the there's colonial stuff that they talk about. Like it's it's hit on. It's clearly there mm. that they they want to talk about it, but they never elaborate and properly like resolve the theme itself. It's just kind of like oh yeah, I was. I'm like a fourth generation Australian, and you know the you know the you know the Aboriginals they were here first. You know these people, their culture's been destroyed. They only really their culture only is really intact up you know in these up areas. They talk about it and stuff, but like yeah. there's never anything about like. And then they mention oh the first flood is when the white white man came. Second flood is something else. Whatever we've no idea what it could be. Um, but I feel like that would be a really interesting thing to kind of like hammer home mm-hmm. it's like as like a kind of horrifying apocalyptic vibe yeah it, it is kind of there like hinted at at the end in like a atmospheric kind of way but it's it should have been the main focus of the entire latter third of the film and the stuff that happens in the latter third should have been the middle part of the film I think. yeah i think so in my opinion yeah it's just kind of it's kind of meh it's kind of a meh film. peter where are you f- Fraud. You fucking Mark. <laughs> you Mark. Yeah, no, it's um. It's, yeah, sorry. sorry, I really didn't like. I watched it and I was like, I actually don't really have that much to say. It's like complete indifference. Complete, yeah. It's like yeah, it's completely yeah. It's a similar, uh, genuinely, it's better than Lamora. But I had a similar thing was it's like I've really nothing to say about this film. Nah, it's better than Lamora. It's man. better than Lamora. <laughs> it's a lot better than Lamora. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, yeah. it's still like it's not not a. Uh, I wouldn't recommend watching it. To be honest. Yeah, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend you to watch this, I even we, though we did recommend. Yeah, we you did to recommend watch this. <laughs> no one watches those, these films. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're just our scheduled talks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to stay on point. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, know. forget about that. Anywho, we'll, we'll never we, talk about that again. Will we move on to some listener questions? Let's mosey on down to the listener question round. Do you want to give us the? How can how can someone ask us? A That's question? a good question. Huh? That's a very good question. Our first question. Of that the is podcast. the best question I've ever heard. You can ask us a question at the Paropod at. <laughs> I got it wrong. How did I get it wrong? It's just so long. <laughs> if you want to ask us a question, you can get to us at Paro underscore Pod on G on Instagram or on Twitter, or you can you can email us at uh, the Paropod at gmail.com. Oh my god, I'm so rusty. <laughs> That's at the Paro. I'm doing it. That's at Paro underscore Pods. On Instagram and Twitter, or the Paropod at gmail dot com. Jesus, that was difficult. We, have, we haven't done a listener around in like three episodes. Yeah, no, it's been a while. Yeah. Our first question, in fact, all three of our questions are coming in from Hannah, and Hannah yep. is asking us: Realistically, how much parkour do you think you could su- successfully complete? Uh, zero to none. Very, very few. Very, very little. I could climb a wall, but like, even then, like, I'm not very good. I don't think it could scale like a high wall, um, a wall that's like how big a wall could you could if 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 this room, if that was a wall, could you scale that? Let me stand up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think if I could get if I that's could about get, how, how how tall is that? Is two meters, two point two? Yeah, like eight four or something. Like that. Yeah, about eight four. I feel like I could. I feel like I could. Is that A4? Yeah, probably about A4. Um, I feel like I could climb that. An A foot wall. 
I feel like I could climb. I think I could scale that. If I could get a decent grip on something, I could pull myself up from it. Yeah, I think. Oh, you're pretty hench though. Yeah, and you do jujitsu. How do I do jujitsu? I'll just jujitsu the wall down. <laughs> <laughs> you just headbutt the wall. <laughs> oh, I don't need to do parkour. <laughs> I'll go through the wall. <laughs> Why go around it when you can go through it? That's it. Um, no, yeah, I think I think climbing walls. I don't think I could do that very well. I think running and jumping a distance. Mm. Um, can you jump well? Um, I don't. You played basketball, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I don't know. I feel like a run and a jump. I feel like I always kind of underestimate how far I can do that. How far I can jump? In fact, I was over in Liam's new house. and uh, <laughs> Jumping around. He's, he's <laughs> in an apartment and we were looking at like some jump that was like from one space to another. Yeah. I was like, bro, you can definitely jump down. He's like, yeah, man. I, th- I think I could as well. I wouldn't risk it because it's like a fucking 16 foot drop underneath. But still, I think I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, there's like that sort of parkour. Any form of like running and jumping and doing like a sequence of stuff, like where you jump and you land on a pole and you jump off the pole. Absolutely fucking not. Yeah, no, I could definitely not do that either. I could climb a wall and run and jump over one gap. Yeah, I'm very, I've like quite poor coordination, so I'd like miss the branch or something, you know. I'm not very agile. Agile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm grand, except for my legs. The whole bottom half of my body. It's fucked. That's the problem, is it? Yeah. So what we need is a body of my legs and your upper half. Yeah, my, my upper half is fairly <laughs> agile, yeah. <laughs> fairly responsive. Everything down below the waist, I'm just like, oh, you're creaking. It's <laughs> like cracks. Every time I walk, there's a crack. <laughs> just in bits. Hips, we, knees, ankles, all in bits. Yeah, we could become like a megazord, you know? Mm, you whose know? arms do we need? Okay, let's build out of, out of our mates. <laughs> Let's build the perfect parkour person. Yeah, it's just Neil. It's just Neil, yeah. <laughs> True, yeah Neil's head, Neil's arms, yeah. Neil's legs. That's it. That's, that's the perfect specimen. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> that it is. is what peak performance looks peak like. Peak performance. He, does, he has no trunk, but we have his. We have the main parts. We got the main parts. <laughs> um, next question from Hannah is, very relevant, how high can you jump? Put that out. <laughs> how do I? Um... Can you dunk? No. Could you ever dunk? I think I can run and nearly touch the rim. Mm. Nearly. Okay. Uh, so how high up is a? It's a four. A four. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. Maybe I couldn't. Maybe I couldn't climb the fucking wall behind me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Maybe I can jump. I'm like six foot. I can jump like. Maybe like a foot and a half. So how many inches is that? Seventeen. It's 18, 18 inches. inches. Yeah. Maybe, gonna, maybe I have an 18-inch jump. It's grand. I don't know how, how I can jump. I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. It's <laughs> not something I tested before, yeah, to be bro. honest. I've been tested since I was seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and our last question <laughs> is coming in from Hannah. And Hannah is asking, do you think you could climb a tree, sleep in it without falling out? Mm, it really depends how tired I am. It depends on the tree as well. Like, how... Mm. How high up am I in the street? Because I think if I got too high up in the tree, panic stations, I will not be able to sleep. I'd get nervous, yeah. Um, but if, I I, if I was really tired, I could definitely fall asleep in the tree. I think I could sit on a branch and lean against the trunk. And mm. do you move much in your sleep? No, I don't think so. No, uh, nor do I really. I think I'm a fairly still sleeper. Do you snore? No. 
No, you don't uh, talk in your sleep, no? I talk in my sleep the other time. Do you want to, this is how I sleep. Just like that. <laughs> nice. Just heavy mouth breathing. Respect. I kind of do that as well. Sometimes my mouth is just like, uh, you know. I wake up nearly every fucking morning with like a complete dry mouth. Dry mouth, yeah. Last time I just wake up, like my jaw is really sore, but I don't grind my teeth. I'm just, just fucked. Having your jaw just like the way I like lean. Mm. Mad angles. I'm mad tempted to get um mouth blockers. Where are they? I tape to block your mouth for when you sleep. So it forces you to sleep and breathe through your nose. Sometimes you can't though. Bro, I don't think I could do that even at the fucking peak of nose health because I constantly like have a blocked nose. Like not like a blocked nose, but like one of my nostrils just doesn't suck air right all the fucking time. Have you ever broken your nose? I'm almost certain I did when I was like in fourth class and I think I do have a, dev- a deviated, septum. deviated septum that does need to be corrected. Yeah. But that entails getting my nose rebroken, which I'm not Fuck that. fucking arse doing that. Like They can remove tissue to correct the deviated septum instead of breaking it. Just break it. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we can do this for free. Not just break. There was... Um, did you ever hear that story about Steve-O? No. He was doing some skit or something where he'd broken his nose and then his nose was completely fucked up. Mm. And they were at something else where there was an audience and Steve-O was going to get his nose broken by Mike Tyson. Oh, I think I've seen the video or something like that. So, So he gets punched in the face by Mike Tyson, but there's like this karate instructor or something that's in the crowd. And he's like, Steve-O, if you're... And Steve was talking about like how I've already broken my nose, so this will just fuck it up more. And there's a guy in the crowd who's like, oh, I'm a karate instructor. I can recorrect your nose once he's broken your nose. So Steve gets punched in the face by, by Mike Tyson, turns around to this instructor who just fucking smashes his face again and fixes his nose for oh him. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. That's so grim. That's just uh Oh fuck that. Yeah, I have a DV- I broke my nose before I have a DVS at them as well. One of my nostrils is like way bigger than the other. So it doesn't it doesn't breathe in properly a lot of the times. So like I, sometimes I can't I just sleep my mouth closed, it's grand. But some nights I'm just like it's just not gonna happen, so I just go Man, that's you know? me every night. Every night I'm sleeping on one side and I'm just like and then I can't fall asleep because my heart rate is rising because I can't get enough oxygen. <laughs> he's suffocated. This cause of death, he's suffocated in his sleep because he couldn't breathe through his nose. <laughs> but I can, I can breathe through my nose during the day, so I don't understand. I think it's just whenever I'm lying on my side or something, I just can't do it. Yeah, overthinking it. I think it's mostly overthinking it. <laughs> yeah, because my, mine was mine was recorrected by my dad. My dad's broken his nose like seven, eight times. Like, hilariously amount of times because he used to play rugby and stuff. And... Uh, one time he broke his nose. It was like you know when Sideshow Bob steps on the the the, fucking, rake. the rake in Simpsons. That's he he literally did that. <laughs> it came up, and he's not a very tall man. It just came up, struck him right dead center in the nose, smashed his nose. He was alone, like in the middle of France, so he had to correct himself. But he's done it loads of times. So you just like you just put it back into place. And that's <sighs> that's what he do with me when I broke mine. Like, um, and they brought me to hospital like two weeks later, and they're like, yeah, it's it's good enough. It's good enough. You sent me home. (laughs) (laughs) It's good enough. Yeah, you did a fairly good job, you know. But still, you got like seventy percent correct for this. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's still a first. Close (laughs) enough. It's it's good, good effort. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm all, I'm all lopsided. Yeah. So back to the question of could you sleep on a tree? (laughs) Yes. Um, Uh, Well, depend. It really depends. 
How big is a tree? How tall is a tree? How tired am I? Normally, if any given tree right now, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I read the pants. But I, I can usually fall asleep like most places. I can fall asleep fairly easily. Like. Have you ever fallen asleep sitting up? Um, I'm sure I have, yeah. I can't Outside of being on like a plane or something like that? Um, yeah. Well, in the bus and stuff. You fall asleep in the bus? Yeah. Like Dublin like coaches bus? and stuff. No, coaches oh, okay. out to the country and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not on Dublin bus. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, that's... But that's not, I'm not counting that because that's there's okay you're at rest yeah yeah and you're at rest but you're also moving and I think that aids the yeah the falling so asleep sometimes it's like falling asleep like crumpled up in like these mad fucking Picasso figurine <laughs> positions on a plane is somehow like way comfier than falling asleep in bed <laughs> yeah man <laughs> sometimes I'm sleeping there I'm like lying lying, lying lying sitting there on the plane with headphones on eyes closed I just fall asleep so much quicker than I do in my bed sometimes yeah um. I always remember when I was in sick class, I was staying over at my mate's gaff. There's a few of us staying over. And uh, I think there was more people than there were beds. Or the, the sleeping arrangements weren't fully thought out for the amount of people that were there. Mm. So I ended up sleeping in the corner of the couch with my knees up to my face with two lads like either side of me in the, on this corner couch. Yeah. With my head down. And I remember I stuck my head down, fell asleep, and then like four or five hours later, head coming up. And then I think it's the first time that my knees might have cracked. <laughs> 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 because I remember moving and being like, I'm in fucking bits. <laughs> <laughs> You're not meant to sleep like that. Yeah, it sounds pretty uncomfortable. Oh, man, it was horrendous. Oh, God, yeah, the stiffness. And like sinking into the couch as well. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy at work that actually fell asleep, uh, like sitting like upright, like like not like you know like like slouching. Like I'm slouching right now. I could probably I could probably fall, fall asleep right now if I tried. You know, oh man, I'm yawning here. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to we're like, just record us falling asleep. It's too cozy. <laughs> but um, there was a guy at work. He was in training. He's only a new guy as well, and he was like sitting like bolt upright, um, like that arms folded. So no one noticed for ages because you walk in. There's like a training room. You walk in now the room. And he's right at the front, so you wouldn't. You just see the back of his head. And I've been in and out a few times, and then we got a complaint that one of the one of them was asleep. I was like, which one's asleep? Like in the training, because they're on call, they're on like video call, mm. um, and the trainer's explaining like slides and stuff. And I went in, and he was just there, like bolt upright, eyes closed. He was, he was like, I had to, I had to shake him awake. I was like calling his name. I was like, bro, like, yeah, like, like saying his name. I was like, wake up. I had to like shake him awake. <laughs> He was proper asleep, bald upright. He's like trained himself to sleep on the job. Yeah, I'm kind of I was kind of afraid to wake him up. <laughs> He's clearly trained himself to do this for some bizarre reason. <laughs> but I was like, respect. <laughs> like uh, I was I was just like, you can't sleep on the job, but like fair enough. Play, <laughs> bro. Impressive, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember um coming Oh, we were interning and we were coming back from Auschwitz in Poland and we are on this fucking rocky ass uh, van but it was like a minivan and uh, I was sitting by the window and uh, there was a couple beside me and I'm not joking you I fought tooth and nail 
not to fall asleep. I don't know how I did it, yeah. bro. Like literally. Oh, there's nothing worse when you're like you're like proper fading and you're like oh. you're going like that. That happened to me sometimes. I was, <laughs> I was fading to one side, and then I just be like, Ugh! and then I start fading to the other side, and the other side was where she, like the girl was sitting beside me. I was like, no, no, I fucking fight against it, and then I end up like head against the window, but then because I was rocking, I bounce my head off the window and start fading to her <laughs> again, <laughs> like, fu- and like, I like, like head falling forward, like, and she's like, no, <laughs> fighting it off. <laughs> oh man, it was horrendous, <laughs> absolutely, uh. and like, it was one of those things like. I couldn't stop it. Yeah, no, yeah, like, I know no matter, what you mean. I know no, what you mean. And I had my headphones on, which I don't know if it was making it worse or better. And I had to like take them off, and I, I couldn't roll down the window at the back of the fucking van either. <laughs> just there, like, let me off. <laughs> <laughs> the, the exact same thing happened to me. EP twenty nineteen, when I was, um, I've been awake for over forty hours. <laughs> <laughs> over forty hours straight. I had a really rough weekend. And uh, we were <laughs> we had a bus chartered back the job because I was working at the thing as well. So I'd work like I'd work thirty five hours, and then I'd been awake for forty hours because one because my bar got shut down the last day, <laughs> and then a lot of random shit happened, and like I just had to be awake all through that night. I wasn't even drinking or anything; like it was awful. Um, but they they chartered a bus back for us at like I think it was eight a.m. or something, and um, I was like uh, I was way at the back. And for so, I think it was really cold outside because it was so early in the morning. And as soon as I, I threw my bag under the bus and I got on, uh, I was sitting way at the back, like right above the engine. And it was so warm. <laughs> I was sitting beside this guy and his girlfriend. There was like a tree seat, like three seats in a row. And I was just, I was literally there like that, like going back and forth, rolling. Like, like as, as soon as the bus took off, I was like, I was fighting off my demons. Like, please don't fall asleep. I was like leaning on her shoulder for ages. <laughs> and she pushed me off. And the lab, he pushed me off. I'd be there in the aisle. I ended up falling asleep, and I woke up. We were on. Uh, we got to the keys. I woke up like leaning into the aisle like that, just like just like wilted like a flower. It's like, bro, we're getting off now. Oh fuck, thank God. <laughs> I was in bits. What are you doing? Like here, bro. Switch to music and sleep against the fucking window. Oh man, I was in bits, in absolute bits. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's like you're proper. You can't stay awake. So I, I was like, and every time I blinked, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. <laughs> every time you blink, <laughs> every 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 blink lasted longer. <laughs> Each blink was one second longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've only ever had that uh, being on like uh, in a car or like moving where there's bouncing. Mm. Something about I think it's like being it's, rocked to sleep. Yeah, like, it definitely <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. I don't know because I never, I don't get that. Any other time except for being in the car. It's so cozy. Oh, man. I love being in the car or being on the bus. I love Sleeping the bus. on something like that. Oh, whopper. Yeah, I don't get people... People. Some people get car sick or they get the bus sick. Get, some gets, people get sick uh, traveling backwards, which I don't get. Or they get that as well. Does she, she doesn't like sitting on the, the, the seats that are facing backwards. That doesn't bother me, yeah. I couldn't... I, I never noticed it. Yeah. I love the bus. Same. I don't... Cones that fall asleep on the bus, I'm like, you're a fucking psychopath. Like, Dublin bus. You're, like, oh, yeah, no, no. Stop. Like, <laughs> you are gambling. <laughs> yeah, you're playing with your life. <laughs> <laughs> you are risking so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in, you're in danger. Like, you're actually in danger. Like, I'd wake someone up if I saw them asleep on the bus. Unless they're, like, you know, you know, had, had nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> 
you this guy's at, in pinks. You're looking at the guy and you're just like, yeah, you, you need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, nah, nothing better than a good sleep. You've fallen asleep in a taxi. I have, yeah, unfortunately. I won't go into that story, though. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> I don't. I remember coming home from night out one time. I don't remember when it was, but I remember being in the back of a taxi, fucking gargled. Same thing as well. Rocking back and forth and just, vroom. And I, like, didn't have the willpower to wake myself up. <laughs> just, vroom, and fell asleep straight away. It's just you, like? No, no, it was other people, so they are like, I'm going to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's grand, then, yeah. Yeah, no. It's so, it's so embarrassing though. It is so embarrassing. There's nothing worse. But you know, ever gotten sick in a taxi? No. Yeah, not a boy. I'm not a thank puker. God. Thankfully, thank God they uh, that, they charge 140 quid. Oh yeah, they charge you big time for yeah, that. Yeah, Because it's like fair enough. Because you are like, they oh can't yeah, pick up, they can't yeah, pick up I, anyone else for the rest of the night. Yeah, like. I'd be fuming. Yeah, Jesus. Fuck that though. Yeah, fuck that. Well, we leave it. Will we leave it there? We will leave it there. So next week, no, next episode, not next week. Next episode will be. Our Christmas special released, I believe, if my maths is right, the 26th, Stevens' day. We will be here. No, we won't be here, but this episode will be released. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We will be talking about It's a Wonderful Life. It's a wonderful life. The greatest Christmas movie ever released, according to... Everyone. According to literally everyone, I think... If you look up like greatest, uh, you know what, you know what, on what fun fact, I've never seen this film. Have you not? I've never seen this film. Okay, okay, this will be <laughs> interesting. Look up greatest Christmas. It's a wonderful life. Christmas movies. God damn, I can't spell. Greatest Christmas movies. <laughs> There we go. Uh, beside Yogi's first Christmas, <laughs> is uh, it's a wonderful life. Uh, okay, uh, Squire. <laughs> it's the second best Christmas movie of all time. Next to Yogi, <laughs> she maybe should be talking about Yogi. Okay, Squire dot com, the best Christmas movie of all time. What are the comments saying? It's, it's a, a wonderful, wonderful life. life. Some fucking arsehole. That was <laughs> random fucking films that no one. So sharp in the comments. <laughs> Disagreeing. Disagreeing. It should be the dead. What the fuck? <laughs> this reply right now. What the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you? The dead. Uh, okay. EW.com. Uh, Thrillist. Okay. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, these ones you have to click through. Go for view all. No, I got it. It's a wonderful life. Yep. And here to greatest Christmas movies according to Thrillist.com is... It's a it's wonderful, a wonderful life. life. Okay, so it's one of life is just the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna be talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Good night. God bless. Hope everyone enjoys the next two weeks. Bye. Bye.